the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. You can maximize your savings, navigate the stock market, and make retirement work for you and your family with a little help from Ted. This is Max Out Savings with Ted Gioka. Giving you the tools you need to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Good Saturday morning. This is Ted Gioka. The Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings and investments and uh, building up wealth at retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. (coughs) Excuse me. We want everybody to – I'm a little under the weather here. I think that's a delay. I think the delay is coming through the headphones. The – so uh, we got a ton of stuff to talk about on the show here today. We're going to be talk, talking some about about really uh, longevity risk, which is just a fascinating subject with to me. We're also going to be talking about uh, some hap- what's going on with the market here. Uh, we're going to be talking about some interesting the Snapchat IPO, which was just a fascinating situation. What's going on with the the interest rates? They've skyrocketed, in, uh, not skyrocketed, but the but the possibility of rate hikes have skyrocketed. And, and, and so I, I think uh, there's just really a ton of stuff to go over. I wanted to uh, – st- one of the things that's really nagging at me is this – is we've had a very good market here so far this year, uh, but uh, pretty much it's really been a push-up because of Donald Trump. And what really is bothering me is the level of – political discourse in the country seems to be really going off the charts, to put it nicely. And, and I, it really, it, it's nagging at me that I, I think we're going to see some type of ch- change overall in um, in, in the, that's uh, going to hurt the markets in your retirement. The, I think what this is, is, okay, it's a lag. The uh, And so, this is this is my big fear out there. I, I got to tell you is is that this discourse reaches is reaching such a level that it's it's going to affect your retirement. It, it, think back to uh, Nixon with Watergate. Think back with Bill Clinton with impeachment. Think back with with other things out there where you just have huge turmoil. I, I don't think we're looking at an impeachment here at all. Uh, but but I do think we, we, it's almost like. Something is going on uh, behind the scenes and, and what was going to kind of be a smooth ramp up uh, for uh, the change, get rid of Obamacare, redo the tax code or ta- tax cuts, more fairly tax cuts. And then deregulation is turning into into just a, uh, a, a battle of attrition on both sides in with the idea of to take out any anybody, any close to the president and any if anybody helps the president they're going to be prosecuted persecuted and attacked in every form or fashion be it their cabinet members be it members of Donald Trump's family or be it be it just general supporters people in Hollywood anywhere they're going to pay a price and they're going to be taken down we have people come out they they have talks and they're attacked uh you know riots are ensuing and and it it, it is the closest thing that you really can see is really the 1930s in Germany. And, and, and the problem is it's not the Trump people shouting down the other side. It's not the Trump people rioting. Uh, it's not the Trump people acting like the brown shirts. It's really it, it, it really appears to be uh, a radical fringe of, of, of uh, element on the other side that just – what it for whatever reason can't accept the election, and so so you're you're just having this just attacks uh, in all over the place, and 
And, and, and the weirdest thing to me of all was the Russia thing, it, it, because it just fascinates me that the Russians somehow manipulated the election. Both sides spent billions of dollars, over a billion dollars was spent in this election. Some of the brightest mind, political minds in this country, most of them actually were working on this election, or a lot of them were. So what, what you figure is, is uh, you know, and they can't, they, they weren't sure who was going to win. I, 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 if you really studied the numbers and we listened to the show, we kept saying Donald Trump was going to win. And we kept, you know, I'd say, look, I'm looking at the polls. I'm trying to take the polls away that are, are skewed and trying to get someone that just is trying to do an honest poll. And every time I do that and every time I drill down the numbers, the numbers are saying Donald Trump is going to win. And, and, and so, so the, there, there was there's this big pushback back and forth on different things, but but what 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 concerns me is is the Russian thing. So the idea that the Russians could come up and somehow manipulate the election when no one else can, and and actually even our record in in ten pot dictatorships of influencing the elections has been remarkably poor. So how could the Russians have so shrewdly have done this? And really, the, the answer is they didn't. And everybody knows it. So what is going on here? Why the hysteria over Russia? I think it. I think it's twofold. And I think it's important. Number one, uh, actually, not number one, but number two uh, on the scale is the people that outside of the United States, the people that benefit the most from Russia being the boogeyman is China. China's come in and taken our jobs. They have a three hundred and Thirty to three hundred and fifty, sixty billion dollar trade deficit every year. They're stealing our technology. They've engaged in cyber espionage, uh, and, and moved factories on a on a scale unlike anything since the sack of Carthage, uh, over to China. And and yet they they're getting a free pass, and everybody's attacking Russia. I haven't seen too many jobs taken by Russia, quite frankly, and and, and so. China, in a way, this is working real well to their favor. Uh, and, and the other thing, though, this, but, but the one I couldn't understand was the Democrats just going completely wild. And it, it kind of reached a crescendo uh, this week when, when uh, uh, Attorney General Sessions came out and he, he talked about uh, – he, he had a uh, discussion with uh, Senator um, – you know, what's his name? The uh, comedian up in Minnesota. You know who that is? Uh, Al Franken, Franken asked him, hey, look, have you been uh, a, as a Trump surrogate along these something along these lines? Have, have you d- been discussing with the Russians uh, on the election? And he goes, I have no had no meetings with the Russians in uh, regarding that, regarding what the question was. I think he answered the question pretty fully. He could have maybe I mean, did she, did he put a disclaimer? I had a meeting as as uh, as uh, a member of the uh, uh, one of the committees, the foreign uh, committee uh in in the Senate with the the Russian ambassador with two of my staffers present, maybe so, but he answered the question the way it was. So after he this came out that he had the meeting, immediately Chuck Schumer demands his resignation. Nancy Pelosi demands his resignation. Now look, these people know Jeff Sessions. They might not agree with his politics, but I the, I, I never got the idea that there was just a vindictive hatred for these people with Jeff Sessions. What's going on? I tell you what appears to be going on. What came out today was pretty shocking that the Trump, that the Obama administration had, has been wiretapping, uh, the, uh, the, the phone lines of, uh, of, uh, of Trump tower. Thank you. It's all. And, and, and yeah, look, I, I've had some experience dealing with, with, you know, uh, potential problems along those lines and just leave it at that. We've had to bring in people to take care of situations. And and uh, and, and and that is flat out against the law, period, bar none. And uh, there's just no other way around it. Uh, now, you can say, was it against the law to sit there and wiretap them if they thought the Russians were in full in the election? Then you could maybe say they could do it. But here's the problem. And this is what is so incredibly dangerous about this situation. The Obama administration put on wiretaps in Trump Tower 
uh, when in, in the height of a presidential election where they were the other side supporting Hillary Clinton and they used the powers of the federal government and wiretapping to find out that gave them a pipeline into what the Trump administration was thinking and what they were doing. I promise you on both sides of this equation, they weren't complete saints on everything. Absolutely. Do I believe they they were engaged with the Russians to throw the election? Absolutely. A hundred percent not. But to sit, you can collect all types of dirt on people if you're running wiretaps, particularly in a campaign right into their headquarters. And then what they did is a week or two before uh, the the inauguration, the transfer of power, uh, the the Obama administration signed a directive that released that information to 16 other agencies without being vetted. Uh, for so they got the raw data so they could review it too, and, and so a couple things. It was a very very tight race, uh, and I'm suspecting the Obama administration knew it was much tighter than they believed. They put a wiretap in there. That is un-American. The nicest thing you could say is it's un-American. If you were doing it, in. in it's very possible that that stuff was being used to influence an election, which is a violation of the law. They actually tried to get a wiretap once before, and the, and the judge turned them down. They came back and tried to, and got it in there. I don't know all the details. This is a big story. This is why the Democrats have been in such a panic to create this Russia thing, because they might have – I'm suspecting there's a lot of liability involved in this thing. It's coming out that this was an incredibly uh, dirty campaign. And i tell you what. The hallmark of the United States of America is really the American people love politics. Go back to Tocqueville. Read Tocqueville. Tocqueville will say he traveled all in the early 1800s. He traveled all over the United States, very early 1800s. He would travel out into the wilderness in Kentucky. It was wilderness. And he'd say he'd get out there and these people, he'd come up on a cabin that, you know, the little it's where it was like the holiday end of the time. You just went to someone's house and they rented, rented your room for the night or gave you the room. They wanted to hear what was going on in Washington. They wanted to hear all the politics. Americans love politics. Europeans, you have to understand, this was a big thing. In Europe, if you started talking politics in Europe, you'd be in the king's dungeon real quickly. It's, so the, the fact that we have a constitution and, and, and a, a political system we do was utterly revolutionary in the world. Utterly revolutionary. So we have the system. People love politics. You know, that's why politics shows are so popular. They enjoy talking about it. But but what you come down to is 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 you have this huge battle back and forth, name calling, fighting, everything else. But in the end of the day, a winner is declared and we all move on. Typically, the, pres- the, the president that, that, that's moving out, whose term is up or lost the election, moves out of Washington, D.C. and gives the person a, another chance. Everyone tries to put it behind them, and they kind of move on and give the next person a chance. What appears to be happening here is is that doesn't appear to be happening. And that is a real concern for the constitutional order of the United States of America. And, and this is a really big deal. And, and again, I, I hate to talk politics on the on the show like this is it's but understand with your retirement people aren't going to sit around and see this thing all go to hell and and, and not do anything and it, and it could cause a substantial sell-off in the markets and this is what we want to watch very closely is it going to delay the obamacare is it going to delay the tax cuts is it going to la- delay separately tax reform is it going to delay regulatory reform if that's the case then this market is way 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 ahead of itself and this is the concern we have we're gonna to have to watch this closely and see where this goes but the path seems to be going further and further into the woods on this situation. Okay, tell you what, we're going to be coming back and we'll be talking some more about this. We're we'll talking more about the markets. Uh, we, one of the things we do on the Max Out Savings Show is we have a newsletter we put out. We talk about stocks, bonds, investments, your retirement, common 401k mistakes, how to save money. It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. I put this report together for you to help you out. It's a free report. You're not going to get a phone call. You're not going to get anything from us except the report about once a month. Uh, so if you'd like more, uh, to get the free Max Out Savings Report or you need help with your, 401, your uh, IRA rollover uh, coming up on retirement, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. You can set up an appointment with me or at a minimum. Sign up for that free newsletter. We'll be right back right after this quick break. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. 
Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, I wanted to touch base, a couple interesting things. The, the With retirement, you've got different types of risk coming up in your retirement. And once you retire, you've got uh, risk of your uh, money running out. You've got risk of of losing a bunch of money in a financial collapse. You have a risk of inflation. You you, you have health care risk. And, and you also have longevity risk, not longevity risk, but longevity risk. Uh, the And what this is, is this is just how long you live. And years ago, uh, when they put Social Security in, when they first put it in in the 1930s, most people didn't live much beyond 65. And when you when the program came in, and uh, so it was kind of an easy thing. It would be like coming. I've got a new saving, uh, a new retirement program here for the American people. Where you know you're going to be able to get 50 uh, percent of uh, of your uh, salary uh, at, at retirement once you hit age. 85 or age 90, age 90. So, you know, I don't have much risk of losing, you know, and I'm billing everybody a certain percentage. I think, well, that, that's not a bad bet because a, a huge number of people aren't going to make it there. So it, it's in. But what happened is, is people started living longer and longer in the United States. Now, uh, the average uh, man lives to be 86, the woman 89, which is, is, is pretty amazing. in uh, the, well, I think. No, excuse me. That actually, that's not right now. And you got to be careful with some of these things. That's but age, age person, age fifty five to sixty four right now, and, and, and so uh, that that is living in the future. And the and it's fascinating if you do some studying on this. The, for instance, in uh, where was it in Australia? Uh, actually, the UK. They asked they asked fifty five to sixty four year olds. Uh, how long you ex- do you expect to live to? And, and the men said 81, and the women said 79. So, which is the reason why that's interesting is, is because that's too low. Uh, 
that's generally what people find. They, they, they don't realize how long they're going to live. And the other interesting thing to me is women typically live longer than men. The actual number in this case was 89 for women, and yet they, they figured they were, they were going to live 10 years less than the average. They're pretty pessimistic. And in men, it was 86, so they, they figured five years less than the average. So women were much were more pessimistic on how long they were going to live, and they thought they'd live less than men. In men, you typically live less than women. So it, I thought that was very interesting. And um, and, and and so, uh, I mean, that dovetails to some extent with what I see, I see. Women tend to be a little more cautious than men in general when their investments and their outlook, and, and that's where I think some of that comes from. The The other thing is, uh, had to have a drink there. Uh, my allergies here. The um, the other thing that was really interesting about this is is that uh, the your standard of living has gone up in the, in about the last twenty five years. Uh, the standard of living has gone up about two years. And, and interestingly, in Australia and the UK, it's gone up four years. So. So where am I going with this? And I tell you, here, here's the situation. The understand the one of the biggest threats is is to your retirement is how long are you going to live, and so you have to prepare for that in 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 a number of ways. If if we look at it, women or, or men have about a twenty percent chance they live to be ninety five. Uh, with with uh, women, it's about a sixty percent, thirty percent chance. Now, a married couple has a forty percent chance one of them lives to be ninety five. Which means if you're retiring at age sixty five, you're going to have to count on thirty years of use of your retirement. This is a long time. And 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 the other thing, when I tell, spout these numbers off, another interesting thing here is if. If I'm at age 65, uh, a, a person uh, has they're going to av- their their average life is probably going to be 83 years old. Okay, fine. Now, if that person, if you're 83, your average life is going to be probably 90. So it, you have to be careful with these numbers. Uh, and, and so when you hear people say say 83, uh, understand. Once you're 83, the chance of you living a lot longer actually goes up. It goes up substantially, and so understand a big deal is is longevity risk for your retirement and how this plays out. Understand uh, inflation peaked probably around 85, uh, 86. You know that's 30 years. We've had 30 years of declining inflation. I just said that you got a good chance, a 40 percent chance, you or your wife. Or, or you or your husband lives to be uh, 95, which is 30 years for retirement. We could go through an entire inflation cycle during that time where inflation could go up to the to the thing. And so you have a danger with living longer. You're it's if if I have to sit there. If you come to me and said, "Look, I'm living 10 more years. I'm retiring. I'm going to live 10 years, and that's it." I hope you'll be a. Pl- a bulletproof your plan and everything else. And I can kind of get you an idea of what's going to happen. I can't, nobody can tell the future. I suspect we're going to have a pretty big, massive inflation sometime in the next 30 years, probably a heck of a lot sooner. There's going to be wars. During any 30-year time frame, we had World War One or World War II. We had depressions. We had the Vietnam War. We had massive inflation. We had deflation. It's always changing, and nobody has been able to predict the future, which means you've got to be much more conservative with your money. And you have to plan way out into the future. No one's retirement plan breaks down the first two, two years they retire. The trick is over the long term, dealing with inflation, dealing with super big risk. And that that is really the, the key. So understand if you're retiring, you're looking at a 30-year lifespan for your money that has to grow with inflation. So we're going to talk some more about that. If you've got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? 
At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We were just talking about longevity risk with uh, retirement. And the longer you live, the harder it is to keep up your income. And, and remember, we just talked about you have a 40% chance you or your spouse lives to be 95 years old if you retire at 65. That works out to be about a... Uh, a 30-year life lifespan. And remember, think about what your income 30 years ago was and think about it is now. And so, which means you're also going to have to grow your income to some inflation adjusted over time. And this is this is the real key thing. And this is one of the big dangers out there with, uh, with uh, having f- everything in fixed annuities or fixed uh, retirement, so you get a certain amount of retirement. If you, if the problem is, is if you don't get growth during that ten, twenty, thirty-year time frame, your income is is going to be chewed up by inflation, and this is a big danger. Inflate and, and and this longevity risk is a big reason inflation is so very dangerous. Even lower levels of inflation. So understand what's happening, uh, and 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 plan for that. Uh, a lot of changes in the market this week. Uh, we had an explosive move. The market went up 300 points uh, on, uh, what was it, Thursday this week, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, when uh, Treasury Secretary Munchen made some comments that they're going to try to get the tax bill through by the by the August recess, which is a big deal. Now, he said that was a very aggressive timetable, which gave him a lot of wriggle room to not get it done, but the market at the point didn't care. Uh, a couple other things. The border tax, we've been talking on, the, on this show for about a month on. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about a border tax. We've been pointing out to you that this the big deal is the border tax. Uh, that seemed to gain some more uh, supporters in the Obama administration. Paul Ryan's bill in, in, uh, uh, is, is really... Uh, his tax changes, that's one of the things is some type of border adjustment tax. Most countries around the world have some type of border adjustment tax. It, it, it it's, has all types of names it, it, except tariff. No one will call it a tariff. They'll call it a VAT tax. They'll call it anything, value-added tax or something. Not not a uh, – but so we have to level the playing field. And then you can take the money you get from this and, and use it for other programs and, and to give tax cuts to the middle class, which is which kind of what they're after. So there's a huge battle. The retailers saying, oh, my God, this is going to be a disaster. The manufacturers are saying this is a good deal for us. Remember, if I manufacture something here and ship it overseas, there's no tax. If I manufacture overseas and bring it back, there is a tax, and that's what the border adjustment tax does. It's it's leveling the tax playing field. It's not a tariff. So this that's the thing. That's what you want to watch. Now, interesting thing happened this week, a very interesting thing. 
last week, yeah, we're still in this week. So last week, the the odds of a increase of the Fed funds rate was about thirty four percent. People weren't too concerned of a, of a possible increase in the Fed funds rate for the March meeting. And then what happened? All of a sudden, the odds for for an increase spiked, hitting ninety six percent yesterday after a Janet Yellen talk. Uh, what happened? The Fed has suddenly gotten concerned that that they're they're behind the curve. Asset prices are rising, and, and their their Fed funds rate is th- this is this right now is at point six six percent. Yeah, this thing has averaged. I'm looking at a chart since 1955. It's averaged probably three and a half, four percent. Even if you take if you take out the real high months, the average was still probably two and a half percent. And understand, since 2009, this has been to up to 2015 has been close to zero. It never touched zero in the last 60, 70 years before that. So. Why do we go through, excuse me, why do we go through, ten? you know, for five, six years of zero? Because the Fed thought that they could somehow move the economy up and push up asset prices with that zero interest rate. It hasn't quite worked. Now we have low interest rates. We have we have an, an increasing economy and they're, they're too low. And, and we have asset prices starting to skyrocket. They're possibly what's known as behind the curve, curve which simply means that the Fed keeps trying to catch up, but they're they're behind every time they do it. So they could have to raise rates a lot more because they didn't. They're really out of sync with the economy. It, having rates close at Fed funds at close to a half a percent with the type of optimism springing up because of the Trump is really a big problem. And the problem is is think about this. If you if normally the Fed funds rate is at about two two and a half percent, even during a recession, in some cases it never even got to two and a half percent. If you're at zero or a half a percent or you know a quarter percent, and, and the economy starts taking off, am I going to be frightened if you raise rates to a one percent? No, it's not going to cause me. Who cares? It's nothing. In the past, it's been four percent. So the danger is these guys are way too far behind the curve. Now, what else happened this week? To cause that, the other thing that happened this week is when the border adjustment tax kind of caught fire a little bit. Now, if the border adjustment tax is put in, it's going to be somewhat inflationary because it's going to be a tax on Im- it's going to be a tax on imports, and we import huge amounts of of product. I'll say that nicely from China, uh, in 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 Mexico, and so that could be inflationary. So if you get more inflation, and again, the Fed is at it, at, the, at that half a percent or whatever on the Fed funds, they have a real problem. So the Fed is now trying to catch up. They're trying to pull more money away. A very complicated environment out there. Bottom line on this, interest rates are going up. There's almost 90, almost 100% chance they're going to raise rates in two weeks at the Fed meeting that's coming up for Fed funds. Something to watch. We've only had one or two rate increases in the last almost decade. About nine years. That, that, so this is a pretty big deal. Something to watch. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We had the IPO for Snapchat came out, which was exciting. Uh, gave, give the net, uh, news network something to talk about. Uh, it, it, the, the company came out. I had a number of clients ask if we got the Snapchat IPO, and they, they virtually uh, it went to some of the big institutions put in for stock and got like two per, two or three percent of their allocation. It just almost wasn't worth the trouble because most of the allocation went to the really big institutions and kind of given away as favors in many cases, uh, or they make a deal to stay in it for a longer term, but. It came out at 17, and it rallied up to 27 for about a 59% increase. This is That's a big deal. The problem is it's grossly overvalued. If you look at – there's a couple numbers uh, on it I saw. It's trading at about 34 times sales. Facebook is at 9 to 10 times sales. So it's three times expensive on a sales basis. Most companies we invest in are a couple times sales, or sometimes we get them for under one time sales. And this is at 34 times sales. Uh, the, the other thing is, is the uh, Snapchat get, I, the average revenue per user was $2, which is 
of Facebook. I got to double check that because another one I thought was six dollars and in Facebook was twelve dollars is, is, is what I heard, which is average revenue per user, ARPU. That's the big number that the that the uh, institutions use to monitor this. But anyway, it goes. The valuation is so extreme on, on Snapchat. Uh, you really got to wonder, typically, if you wait a month or two or three, all of these things drop off. And I think that's one of the real keys that, that you want to take a look at. Uh, so uh, uh, bottom line, Snapchat is extremely expensive and uh, stay away from it. <clears throat> uh, although I tell you what, I personally think there's a future for Snapchat in in general privacy overall as people become more concerned about their data being all over the Internet. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show. Haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Saving Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And also, if you're if you're not on our free Max Out Savings Report list, go to our website, sign up for the free report. Uh, it's there to help you. We get all types of really neat things uh, written in the report, how to save money, how to build up wealth. It's all free. Uh, we're not going to bother. We, we just want you to sit there and, uh, and, and build up a, uh, a successful amount of money for retirement and, and navigate through these very tough times. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also sign up for a free appointment to sit down with me and take a look at your retirement plan. Tell you what, let's take a call from Tom at 713-339-1070. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ted. How are you? Good. Thank you. Hey, uh, lots of news uh, this week about the Obamacare repeal and replace. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Seeing all the goings on, I'm beginning to think the Republicans in Congress are part of the problem. You know, they they can't get in line. I think you know when Trump talks about draining the swamp, uh, the Republicans in Congress are part of the problem because they they can't get their act together. But uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, it's <laughs> extremely frustrating. I'm pretty sure it's frustrating for him too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to ask you about and. Uh, you know, some of the aspects of Obamacare, you know, one can argue that it's, a, you know, a wealth redistribution plan. But, uh, yeah. you know, this, I'm curious to get your input on what this replacement's going to look like. Uh, two key things. One is, is in fact, uh, are they going to get rid of the uh, subsidies? Uh, and it sounds like they're talking about replacing that with a credit, which, you know, Rand Paul kind of made the point. Well, it's kind of the same thing with a different word. And the other thing that, that that strikes you know home to me is this Cadillac tax. You know, having 
an employer-provided health plan. Uh, I thought during the election, even Hillary was saying, well, they were going to you know, get rid of that Cadillac tax. That wasn't going to work. But now it sounds like maybe it's going to still be in there, even from what some of the Republicans are saying. And, uh, you know, being in retirement, uh, you know, if they start taxing uh, health plan, then, you know, that's that's more money out of the pocket. So I was kind of curious what you what you thought about some of those key aspects. Yeah, I tell you, you Tom, land. Tom how, where this is coming from is they have to come up with a new plan for to replace Obamacare, and then they have to figure a way to pay for it. And, and so – you, the problem they're running into is they can't really throw. They say it's 11 million. I think it's probably less than that because I think a lot of the people 11 million are, would have had it anyway, or just not used it. So they have to somehow come up with a plan that that evens out the cost, reduces the cost of health care, and then how do we pay for some of the people that that can't afford it or whatever. And, and so this is the problem. And how do you not blow the budget out in doing it? And th- this is why you're seeing some things maybe of a tax on a, on a, uh, on a, the Cadillac plans. Some, some, what they, the Obama, these guys were remarkably shrewd is because what they did is, is they tried to get, it's either Medicare or Medicaid. They tried to get it through the state. So if you signed up that, ran it all through that, they were going to get extra subsidies. Well, the, a lot of the ones in the East States and the East coast did that. And I'm not exactly sure what the program they set up was, but the problem is now those states are kind of ho- they're kind of hooked up like you know addicted to crack cocaine on these on these subsidies in the state states like Texas that didn't get it are like hey we'll get rid of these subsidies over here and those people are like no we can't have that so they have to balance it out and it's very complex. But the important I, I think you're going to see healthcare savings plans. You're going to see some things like. Groups of people, like all radio people in radio, will be able to buy a plan if they want to, if they're in the radio association, for instance. Those type of things, so you can get more and more people into bigger plans. Like, we're a small company, so we, we sort of just went through the Obamacare, the, 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 the system here, and it's been kind of a nightmare for us. And so what you want to do is let people band together in associations. Then you, And then if you have a minimum, you have a minimum plan that doesn't have all the bells and whistles, so it's very low cost it, for everybody if they just want to have a plan. And this is what they're struggling with. Now, Tom, what they're going to do is the reason why Rand Paul is going, hey, they're hiding the plan. The plan has been stolen. It's hidden out. We can't find the plan. Why they're saying that is is – because Paul Ryan knows if they bring out a plan, they're going to get chopped up all over the place. So what they're doing is they're talking to different people, everyone from Rand Paul to, to, to Chuck Schumer or whoever, and they're trying to see where they can get enough support and what they need to put into a plan that they think they can shove this through and force the holdout Republicans to go, hey, this is the plan. You can vote against it, but then there'll be no Obamacare uh, removal and you'll be responsible. So th- that's why they're hiding the plan. Does that help? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, there's a bunch of different aspects of it. And like I say, the, the thing that struck me was a Cadillac tax, if they stick that in. You know, when they talk about where they're going to get some of the savings, the things you hear about, like, you know, opening up for competition across state borders. Uh, you mentioned the health savings accounts. Those are all aspects that can lower health care to. To folks, uh, you mentioned about grouping people, and they talk about uh, high-risk people, you know, with pre-existing conditions. And I've heard that, you know, one solution to that maybe group them into like a high-risk pool. I'm, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, high-risk drivers. You know, they have yeah. to have insurance. You have to have insurance, so we're going to group you into this high-risk pool. The, so prob- the it problem seems like those are practical solutions. Yeah, and the problem with that is you somehow have to subsidize that high-risk pool because otherwise the numbers get so ridiculous. It's Nobody can afford it. Well, that's kind of where they're at now. They're getting so ridiculous that people can't afford it. And even if they buy the plan, the deductibles are so high that it's essentially useless anyway. Yeah. And, you know, know, Tom, I have a theory, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed this, but every January and February over the last about four years, the economy has has tanked and done poorly and everyone can't figure out what happened. I think it's people started having to pay for the increase in Obamacare and they had to cut back elsewhere. Mm, that's an interesting observation. <laughs> Hadn't thought of that one. Yeah, no, it's a disaster. But the reason they're hiding all this stuff, and I don't support, I don't support the, the the Cadillac plan taxing it and stuff. But the reason they're hiding all this stuff is they have to come up with a plan, and then they're going to have to jam it through because it's so complicated. They're just going to get destroyed if they 
put the plan out and have everybody comment on it. Yeah, well, you remarked that, the, you know, when the Democrats were in control, they were pretty shrewd, and I think that's one of the core problems. The Democrats are pretty shrewd about getting their way, but now that the Republicans are in charge, they don't seem to be quite as shrewd in getting their way. Well, they're going to have to be because otherwise, you know, the, 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 I, the one, and I've talked to some of these guys. I think they realize they're in, they're in a pretty uh, – they're, they're kind of in a leaky ship, so to speak, and they, and they better fight their way out of, out of this mess. And otherwise, you know, they're all going to go down if they don't stick together oh yeah absolutely well okay thanks for the insight that's interesting tom but yeah i mean this is the big thing and this is why you're the, the, everybody's up in arms about the obamacare but how do you take care of it it's been difficult got any questions 713-339-1070 here at the max out saving show uh we'll get you in uh the yeah, you know, the Obama, that is just, it, it's really extraordinarily complicated in, and kind of untangling that mess has been something. But every day people talk to me about their their Obamacare problems and, and, and you know, solutions and, and, and that the cost of this thing is destroying the middle class. Uh, a, one, a couple things. We've had the lowest volatility, <laughs> excuse me, in the last couple of weeks. We have the lowest in the last couple of weeks. We have the lowest volatility in the last fifty years, and it, it, it again, it, it's 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 kind of a really strange market in here uh, overall, and and one that could move up and down. I think this market moves higher, uh, but uh, and then I think it's going to hit an air pocket. And the question is, where where does it hit? Uh, the the Reagan administration had a twenty percent correction. Uh, the first year starting in April. Uh, I'm really concerned about the politics, as I've been saying. I think the, the politics on the, uh, uh, from this thing has gotten so toxic that, that I think it, it's really it's, it's spooking people. Uh, I, I think we're looking at a couple things. I think we're looking at inflation is starting to come up. I, I think we're looking at a growth in the economy. I also think we're looking at a very, very expensive Stock market. I, I was looking at. Uh, I saw. Was it a cape? The cape ratio. I was looking at a chart on that. Uh, one of the things. It's the highest in history. If you divided by the average earning for adjusted growth, uh, if you put it into econ, uh, to the economy, you're looking at the highest. In some cases, the highest. Some of it's coming close to 1999. Some indicators are going over 1999. We talk cost to say price to sales is going over. 1999. So, uh, you know, really, we're skinning a very expensive market. Now, the P.E. ratio is not up to 1999 levels and cash flow isn't. But it just goes to show you just how tough this market is to do things. I, I sat down with one person uh, this week, and, uh, and, and one of the things he said was uh, – he was talking about he's looking maybe putting together a portfolio of, of just fixed income, more fixed income uh, with some different types of fixed income assets, everything from st- from bonds to preferred stocks to REITs, things like that. In a rising interest rate environment, those things can have big declines. And one of the things that's kind of surprised me is the HYG, which is the high yield sector, has not dropped off that much in the face of of, of of increasing interest rates. If you look at the 10-year interest rate uh, on that, that's gone from about one point. Um, the, with the 30-year is – where is the 10-year? The 10-year has gone up from a, about 1.7, 1.8 up to 2.4 since the election, which is a huge move up in interest rates. And I think I think there's been such a drive for yield, it's kind of overshadowed this increase in interest rates. And somewhere in here, if people really think rates are going to go up and they start selling some of these assets that are just income-based, remember, an income a, – a, a fixed income or close to fixed income asset, which could be your, your – typically it's thought of bonds but preferred stocks. But now they're increasing it to REITs, MLPs, uh, different programs like that. Those Those rates are set. Not by by su- well, supply and demand to some extent, but also by the inflation rate. So a company, if I buy a, a stock in a company, it goes up if the earnings go up. If I if if I buy a, a fixed income product or bond or something, if if the interest rate goes down, that product goes up. If the interest rate goes up, that that price of that bond or preferred stock or whatever goes down. And so if inflation comes up, that means 
the real rate of interest rates, real real inflation, real interest rate is simply your interest rate minus your inflation. That's your real rate. And, and a lot of the you look at the real rate. Well, if inflation goes up to three percent, all of a sudden I've got to subtract a percent or two off of my uh, my real rate of return, which means the value of that instrument goes down. So understand if you just have a fixed income environment. That is very dangerous in inflationary time. And what did we talk about earlier in the show about longevity risk in, in, the, in the retirement plan? Your retirement plan, you've got a 40% chance you or your wife lives to be or you and your husband lives to be up 95 years old. That's 30 years. So if you get inflation come in and you're all in completely fixed income, it's going to destroy your portfolio. And the second reason is to be a little cautious. And I love fixed income because we tend to make a lot of money in that sector. You know, doing different, we tend to be off, off. Let me put it this way. You, sometimes you get better opportunities because there's so the, the volatility will just explode on you and give you great buying opportunities, a better way to put that. Uh, but understand with inflation, uh, if you have a set retirement, you're going to get in trouble with your fi- your fixed income. And understand that you also have a tremendous amount of volatility if inflation comes up. We had the lowest level of interest rates in history uh, 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 here on the 10-year. It went down to one35 back in July of last year, the lowest in history. We've had rates fall for since 1985, 86 in that area. They've fallen straight down for nearly 25, 30 years. Now, now we're at the bottom. Now's not the time to completely load up on all fixed income. Uh, typically, most of our clients, we tend to be 60% stock, 40% bonds. We, with, and the bond component is more fixed income-ish. The, understand, though, that there's risk on that if inflation comes back. And understand you have to have a plan for that as well. And the, and the, and the next big crisis might be in fixed income. And that's something nobody's thought about. Tell you what, we're coming up on the end of the show. If you haven't signed up for our free newsletter, we'll be writing about this. I'm going to try to get the report out next week. And I've got to get one out. So uh, we're talking, we'll talk all about savings, investments, what's happening in the world. Uh, but we were talking about why Donald Trump was going to win a year ago before anyone even thought he could in the Max Out Savings Report. A lot of neat stuff in the report, how to save money, how to build up wealth. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for the report. And if you need help with your retirement, if you have an old IRA rollover, a 401k you want to change over, an old 401k to roll over, you can come talk to us, and we'll show you how we manage money in our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. Tell you what, coming up in the end of the show, I appreciate everybody's patience. I'm a little under the weather today with these allergies, but uh, we got through it. And so I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, the weather looks like, you know, we maybe get some rain today. We'll see. But anyway, hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.